The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. I am your host, and welcome to 2010. We've been off for a few weeks, and Winning Ponies is rocking and ready to make this year a winning one for you, as well as we hope 2009 was fruitful. I'm sure that it was. The, the predictions were there. We just hope you were on board with us. And if not, it is never too late to actually jump on board and get in line and get and be a part of the team We're always welcoming you there with open arms. And we always say, check out the site, www.winningponies.com. Kick off 2010 in the right way. Actually, check it out. we got some insightful stories, blogs. Love to hear from you. We'd like to hear if you call in. If you want to call in, if you want to drop an email, all is welcome. But Happy New Year, and Winning Ponies is ready to take you into 2010 and beyond. The sheets as you dig up are some of the most unique and comprehensive you will ever find. Insightful stories, as I said, I I like the blogs. I write some of the blogs. Some are just off the AP, not just some. Many are, and they're very interesting. Free selections. Just the other day, two wins and a third. Third had a little bad start. Maybe one for your note sheet there. Hey, we had some fun. Get you thinking about the races. Hopefully you parlayed that into something bigger and better. They're easy to use, full PPs with complete data, just like a program you'd use at the the track, the OTB, or wherever you do it, or the form, or whatever you want to do. The full PPs are comprehensive and open for you. Helpful icons, 30 days off, three-year-old versus older, first-time Lasix, all the little things that sometimes we overlook as handicappers are right there, and they're very helpful. The tier levels, we break it down into tier levels. We just don't throw a, a gamut of racehorses at you and let you pick them out and do them. We break them down into tier levels. And trust you me, the 4 to 5 is not always the top pick. Sometimes there's 18, 20, and 30 to 1 shots right there on top, if not in the, the first, second, third tier level. Sometimes fourth tier levels for your super effective wagering. You take a look at them, how we break them down, and you use them as you would like to invest and see fit. My favorite part, the change of condition track tab. Okay, you're heading to the track. You think it's going to be a fast track, Mother Nature, sunny kind? Okay, we're ready to go to the track now. All of a sudden, the clouds open up, kaboom. It's muddy. Turf is yielding. All you have to do is click your tab, and you can change the track conditions, and a whole new set of predictions come out. Gotta love that. 
You have to love it because most sheets actually out there, they, they pump about 48 hours to 72 hours in advance. They can't tell you about that. That clipper that just came in and dumped eight inches of snow, how it's going to affect the track. But winning ponies can. Also, take a look at the weather. Take a look at how we've done. Take a look at the testimonials. Take a look at it all. Just don't take my word. Just take a peek. I think you'll be surprised, and I think you'll be happy. It is a one-stop shop, all you could ever ask for. I read it. I started chatting with them, and I've been with them ever since. What's happening tonight? We're going to talk about a recap of last week's action. Our special guest of the week is trainer Karen McLaughlin. Going to be in segment number two. It's 2010. I've got to reschool myself. I know you're on board, but I've got to reschool myself. Section Segment number two, we always have our special guest of the week, sometimes trainer, rider, a racing authority figure. You name it, we've got it. Karen McLaughlin joins us tonight in segment number two. News from the world of racing, and then some final furlong handicapping. That's where yours truly tries to divine the waters and pick out some winners. If you've got something to say, dial us up, drop us a line, let us know what you're thinking. Jumping right into a little recap of last week's action here. Give you some payoffs here. We'll go to January 1, 2010. I know it's hard for us all to write it down on paper, type it in, whatever we have to do. The Interboro Handicap, starting off the new year, $65,000 at the Big A. Winner is the one distorted passion, Javier Castellano aboard, winning by half a length. Prompted clear and driving, paying 520 to win for Todd Pletcher. The Todd squad is always ready to rock. Call to race course, January 1, race number 10, the Tropical Park Grade 3 event, a mile and an eighth on the turf. 100,000 clams up for grabs, winner number four. Fly by Phil, Eddie Nunez aboard, wins by a dirty head, bumped at the start just up at the wire. 49 hoops for Kathleen O'Connell, congratulating Kathleen, taking down the trainer's title at Calder. First woman to do so. And then we go onwards and we go to fairgrounds. We go to the first sale handicap. I love a little play on words there. Mile 16th on the turf, $60,000 up for grabs. Winner was the deuce, never retreat, but DQ'd. Now the new winner is the 1A Category 7, paying $34.40 with Richard Aramia to win. Brushed and outfinished, $34.40 for Richard Shearer. Very nice indeed. Aqueduct, January 2nd, the Count Fleek Stakes, a mile and 70 on the Intertrack, 65,000 up for grass winner. Number one, Laos Dow, David Cohen, very nice rider indeed. Wins by three-quarters of a length, rated inside, very stubborn down the lane. 22.80 to win for Anthony Dutro. The Dutro boys, dangerous in New York. Take your pick. Dangerous as they come. Speaking about dangerous, I see he's... Online, but we're going to be chatting with him very shortly, Mr. Kieran McLaughlin. We're very pleased and honored to have him on board with us. Talk about dangers. He can hold his own in New York or Florida or anywhere else. He's choosing to actually saddle his runners. Just mark my word. Gulfstream Park, January 3rd. House Hope. A grade three event, a mile in the dirt, $100,000 up for grabs. Winners of two, Quality Road. Quality Road is back. Loving every second of it. Johnny Velasquez in the Irons. Wins by two and three-quarter lengths off the rail. Ridden out very nicely for Todd Pletcher again. The Todd squad. The money man. He's out there. 
Fletcher's tough to stop. You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. Some other racing news. I'll throw it out at you. You had fly-by Phil barely getting by face a pace setter favorite loss aptitude to win the $100,000 Tropical Park at Calder. And that was very nice indeed at Fairgrounds. Red Rally didn't need to rally to win Thursday's $50,000 Louisiana Fraternity for State Breads. He led all the way at the wire. The guys on favorite, a son of Chestnut Reformer Rally, won by six lengths of her lovely tribute, toting Francisco Torres. Very nice indeed. Torres, quite the rider, started in Kentucky. Took his act, I believe, to Dubai. And now he's back in Louisiana. Boy, can horseback. He can flat out horseback. Kentucky Oaks Preps, Thursday's $50,000 Louisiana Futurity for Steve Breads. The rumors true caught pace setting Genie's three wishes in deep stretch and went by to win by a length and a quarter. Very nice race indeed. Richard Aramia in the irons. Here's one to watch for you. Take control. The first full from 2002. Horse of the year, Azari, won his first outing Wednesday at Santa Anita. Rallying from last of the seven, take control, took control in the stretch, and won by a length and a half. The AP Indy Colt owned by Sheikh Kaleem and trained by Bob Afford ran one mile in the all-weather in 137-3 under Martin Garcia. Bamford said he may take him out of California for subsequent derby, perhaps, to be seen, to be heard from. Bullet Bob, never know where he's going to turn up, and I love it. Speaking about Quality Road here, he had no trouble loading into the gate before Sunday's opening day feature, the $100,000 House Hope. He had no trouble once the gates opened either. The four-year-old Virginia Red Elusive Quality Colt scratched when he threw a fit outside the gate before the Breeders' Cup Classic. Do you remember that one? Just seems like yesterday, doesn't it? Led all the way around the one-turn mile, winning by two and three-quarter lengths. He did it all in his own as Johnny Velasquez had the best seat in the house. Merely showing last year's Florida Derby winner the whip in the final 16th of a mile. In contrast to his sizzling time in last year's Florida Derby, Sunday's fraction were a pedestrian in the mile went in 36-1. and one. You and I forever went with Quality Road top of the stretch, but couldn't maintain the effort, finishing second. Santa Anita, cat by the tail, stock the early leader in Saturday's $150,000 San Gorgiano, handicapped for Phillies and Mares, took charge in the stretch and won by two and a half over Treat Gently. Very nice. Campari led from gate to wire and winning Friday's $100,000 sensational star handicap for California Breds down the hillside turf course. With Garrett Gomez in the irons, four-year-old editor Gelding scored by a length and three-quarters over enriched. Very nice. Campari saw the race. Actually, I go back. I, I've got a sickness. I go back, and I love to watch all the replays. In Sunday's $100,000 Monrovia, handicap for Phillies and Mares, Tuscan Evening stalked the pace into the stretch, went by the lead with a furlong to run, and got home first. One length to the good in front of Checkers. Impressive lady was third. Tuscan Evening, a five-year-old Irish bed. Voices Dream Mare ran about the six-and-a-half furlong downhill turf course in 12-2 and two with Rafael Bejarano. In the irons. Up at the big A, Tigers Rock making the switch from grass to the main track. Bided his time in Thursday's $70,000 gallon fox handicap. Got through between horses on the second turn into the stretch and drew off to win by four and a half lengths. The favorite nightlight 
Put in a bid at the top of the lane, but could do no better than second. Giant Chieftain was third. David Cohen was the rider. Tigers Rock can handle the dirt, and maybe he can turn back in distance, said Jonathan Thomas. Assistant to, you got it, Todd Pletcher. He's all over, I'm telling you. He's just all over. Distorted Passion, press the pace on Friday, 65,000 Interboro Handicap for Phillies and Mares. I saw the race, Javier Castellano. This guy can horseback as well. And Tampa Bay Downs, perf. Trailed most of the field early in Saturday, $65,000 Minaret Stakes for Phillies and Mares advanced to the field until the final furlough and then got through to win by a neck over a rate of exchange. Okay, that kind of gets you wrapped up and recapped of last week's action. It is time to head out to our first break. And when we return, we'll be talking with our special guest of the week, Mr. Karen McLaughlin. But you're only going to hear it here on Winning Ponies. Well, I walk into the room, passing out hundred-dollar bills, and it kills and it thrills like the horns on my Silverado grill. And I buy the bar, double round the crown, and everybody's getting down in this town. Ain't never gonna be the same. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports
tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I am your host, Ed Meyer. And thank you for tuning in each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, depending on which side of the coast you live on. It is the second segment, and that is where Winning Ponies is honored and pleased to introduce our special guest of the week. And this week is no exception, as we have on world-class trainer, Mr. Karen McLaughlin. Karen, good evening. How are you? Great, Ed. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for taking time, sir, out of your busy schedule to be with us this evening. Happy to be here. Well, thank you so much. Karen, is the first time being on with us, and I know a lot of our listeners are, are very familiar with you, but can you tell our listeners how you began your career in racing? Well, I was born and raised in Lexington, Kentucky. I get Karen Patrick McLaughlin because my parents were born and raised in Ireland, and they relocated to Lexington, Kentucky in 1958, and I was born in 1960. And my best friend as a, a young man at nine years old, a boy, Greg Burchell was my best friend, and his dad was involved in the horse business. And I just went to the barn on the weekends and started learning to walk horses and clean stalls, and I just fell in love with the business around Keeneland and Lexington and old Latonia and uh, there in Cincinnati. We raced there, so... I just fell in love with the game and started at $80 a week walking horses and worked my way up to be a foreman and assistant trainer. I never got on horses, and luckily for the horses now at over 200 pounds, I wouldn't be, <laughs> wouldn't be good for the horses. But um, I started out assistant trainer for my um, Jim Burchell that I worked for at 18, 19, 20 years old and moved with a few different people, Mark Cassie, Dave Cassman, Tim Muckler, my father-in-law, John Hennig. And then my big break came when I got to go to work for Wayne Lucas in 1985. And I stayed with him for seven years. And then I was a jock agent for a year and a half. I handled Chris Antley's book. And then I was very fortunate to be able to go to Dubai in 1993 for the Maktoum family. And I pretty much trained for them since 1993 to currently, I still train half of my stable or a little more than half of my stable is for the Maktoum family. It sounds to me like you, you've had, uh, well, coming from Lexington, Kentucky, it's hard not to find your way into the, the racing game at some point in your life, but to, to make it your life's work and uh, to be uh, as, as uh, I'm not going to say just professional, but as, as genuinely terrific as a trainer it's a lot of fun to actually watch you saddle horses and uh, the outcome has, has been spectacular and we wish you nothing but the best of luck i have to ask you this there's many trainers i was reading about your resume here of actually who you've actually your tutelage you came under of the many wonderful trainers you've worked with is there one who stands out in your mind that affects your day-to-day training regimen the most yes and that's d period wayne lucas without a doubt he um you know taught me the most about the industry and horsemanship he was a great teacher and a great horseman and he was taught us all a lot instead of 
you know, I think Charlie Whittingham and, and Jack Bambergs were great horsemen, and Neil Drysdale, Mandel, there's many great horsemen, but Wayne was open with everything and taught us and answered any question we had at any time, you know, how to feed, why are we feeding this, and why are we training this way. He always had an answer, and he was he's a great horseman to this day and a great teacher, and he did the most for my career without a doubt. You know, you, you make mention of Wayne Lucas, and, and I have to say, uh, I've never actually ever been intimidated or starstruck, or, and, and I was doing a radio show, and it was actually at Turfway Park on Lane's End Day, and Wayne Lucas actually, he, uh, or excuse me, it was during Kentucky Cup Day, and he was actually bringing up uh, a little two-year-old to the paddock by the name of Point Given. Oh, yeah. And, and he was up there, and he came over, and he spent a few minutes with us, on the radio show, and I'll tell you what, he was one intimidating fellow, and that really doesn't strike me, but when you actually uh, throw it out there like that, I find it really interesting, and I, I think it's really neat that you said that, that he's impacted your career the most, and, and there wasn't a question or, or a stone that he left unturned. No, he was great. Um, and, you know, I was very fortunate to work with Todd Pletcher. As Todd Pletcher worked with me for three years, I was the assistant, and he was my foreman. So we had a pretty strong um, assistant and foreman at that time, and Todd took my place in 1992 when I took Chris Antley's book for the year and a half. But Todd's a great guy, and then Dallas Stewart was there, and Mark Hennig was there. Just a great group of trainers, Mike, uh, you know, just several guys that did very well. It's like many schools have a cradle of coaches where they just – they just take many under their wing, and they just actually pass along and pass the torch right on down. The names that you've uh, actually uh, you, you just mentioned by the wayside are the people that we actually see in the racing forum in every publication that are that are uh, the, the benchmarks, the gold standard that we measure others against. As far as these are the guys that are really getting the big name runners, and, and it's and it's always exciting. And you may have heard it, we were talking about Todd Pletcher, kind of tongue-in-cheek, uh, the Todd squad, as I refer to it, uh, so many times. Uh, he and uh, Mr. Asmussen, it seems like you're always mentioning their names. Yeah, they're very tough to beat. They do a great job. and I'm not around Steve Asmussen as much. Uh, Todd and I are very close friends, and we speak daily, and uh, he's here at Palmetto's with me, and then at Belmont Park in Saratoga, we're, we spend a lot of time together, and we're still very close. So I have a lot of respect for him, and I'm always pulling for him. If I if I'm not in the race, or if I'm in the race and don't win, I hope he does. So we're very good friends. Well, I I find that really interesting that uh, that you know you. you well, I, I don't find it interesting because racing is a family within a family. Because yeah. no, ma- no matter you, no matter what you do on the track, that's one thing. But when you take it back to the barn, it becomes a whole different. I've explained to people it's a world within a world. Yeah, correct. And it's and it's almost like a second family of sorts. And I've had the 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 grandest of opportunities to be around so many wonderful people. And and as I've always said, people say, "Ah, oh, you always say this guy's a nice guy and she's a nice person." That's because I really haven't met too many bad people. It, it is a family within a family. I have to ask you uh, real quickly, and especially from a handicapper's perspective, training at Palm Meadows. What's that like for a trainer? Well, it's probably the nicest training facility and the world and it's not the world in in America for sure it's beautiful it's uh, a mile racetrack a turf course it's um nice barn areas it's new 
we're lucky Mr. Stronic built it. There's 1,200 stalls here, and they're all full right now. And there's a lot of big-name trainers here. It's an hour away from Gulfstream, an hour north. But it's uh, you can have more than the 30 stalls that they limit you to at Gulfstream. So some of us, like Todd, has two or three, four barns, and I have a barn and a half. So it's just a beautiful setting, and we have to thank Mr. Stronic for building it and keeping it going. We don't know for how long right now with the financial situation everywhere in the business, but it's a great facility. That I'm always I'm always interested to hear. I know uh, many players like to know more about, uh, uh, especially uh, your, your in-depth fans of the game. They want to know uh, about training facilities, especially if you haven't had the opportunity to to actually see it uh, see it in works. I've seen many of the, in Kentucky and Ohio. I've seen so many in the, in the in some of the smaller operations in Indiana. But I'm always excited to hear about the Florida you know the Florida circuits, especially where they uh, train and keep them off. Do you feel that it gives you an edge to actually have your horse away from the track? Do they relax a bit more? Well, yes, probably they do relax a bit more, but there's a few different advantages and a few disadvantages. I mean, the advantages are that you don't have the afternoon race calls and the gate breaking nine times in the afternoon, upsetting your horses, and it's not the hustle and bustle of people and traffic and all, so it's pretty nice. But we do have to commute an hour every time we're running, so you're taking that chance of getting hung up in traffic and a horse getting nervous by shipping. So there are advantages and disadvantages. But the good advantage for me and most of us up here is I have a lot of turf horses, and we're able to work three times a week on the turf here, where at the racetracks you can't work on the turf because you're going to tear it up and they have to save it for the afternoon. So once again, handicappers, you can take note of that, that uh, when you actually look in the uh, the training lines, when you see McLaughlin Sables uh, actually, and they have a work over the turf course, it, it's it's a little bit of a bonus where you may not have had that at Gulfstream. And, and I understand that they've actually divided the turf course, so we're going to see two turf courses at Gulfstream this meet. Yeah, I think that's correct. I haven't been down there but one time to run one horse. We finished second yesterday, but I haven't really witnessed it too much, but they have changed a little bit. You had a little hiatus away from the game, and you kind of went to the other side of the fence here, and uh, you were a jockey's agent for Chris Antley. How was that, and was it a smooth transition for you? Yeah, it was pretty smooth. I mean, I, I traveled all over California, Chicago, Florida, Kentucky, New York. I knew, you know, the majority of trainers and people and I enjoyed the agenting but I you know I was had all my eggs in one basket with him and it's funny because I did it because I didn't want to travel so much with Wayne Lucas I was at the Meadowlands at Mom at that Kingland at Gulfstream at New York and I was always felt like I was packing up and I just had a, a, a daughter in 1991 so I had a young daughter and I thought, oh, I'll settle down and be a jock stage. I don't have to travel as much. And two years later, I get offered to go to Dubai, and I traveled halfway across the world and took my daughter, wife, and then my son was born in 1994, and he came over. And so I did a lot of traveling, but it was great traveling. We stayed in Dubai for 
five months a year and back to New York for the other seven months. So it was great travels, and we've enjoyed it. And um, it was it was an easy transition, but I did, I, I'm a horse trainer by heart, and I want to be a horse trainer. I'm living my dream. As a young child, I wanted to be a horse trainer, and I'm doing it every day. I love going to work. Well, we're glad to see that you're not an insurance agent or you're not on Wall Street because it sure is a lot of fun when we uh, we get to see you actually uh, you ply your trade on the track and uh, and have the degree of success that you have. When you began training for the Maktoum family in Dubai, what was it like? Was there any culture shock there working for some of the, the world's richest people and, and richest horse owners? Yes, it was. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was fabulous to go there to meet them. They're great people, great horsemen, and I went there. It was just starting. Dubai was just starting. There wasn't all the buildings, the main strip that there is now, and all the hotels and all the world's tallest building and all. It was a small group of people, like fifty or sixty of us in the horse business. Now there's probably a thousand or more, but. At that time, it was very, it was great, and it was nice because I was around Sheikh Mohammed often. But it was, it was pretty easy for us Americans because we trained the same way, we ran the same way, except two tracks ran right-handed, but the other main track ran the same as America, and we trained the same as we do here in in America. So it wasn't too difficult. It was. The TV was difficult early. You know, you couldn't get to watch your college basketball, football, or your favorite shows. And then later we got satellites and got to watch, but the time was so different. They're eight or nine hours ahead of us. So sometimes that was difficult, but I think it was a great experience, and I loved living there, and my children and wife loved it. So, you know, we go back. Luckily, we get to go back usually once a year for the big night. Well, you did very well in Dubai, I believe, leading the standings. I believe leading the standings four times. Is there is it more of a sport in Dubai than it is in the U.S.? Yes, it probably is. I mean, it, it's definitely a sport there because, you know, the money is huge on the night. But at the beginning when I first went, it was really just the sport of kings and we're working for the kings, you know. So <laughs> it was uh, – it, it, more, in America, it's more of a business because of how expensive it is, and and uh, you have to make money for the owners and try and help pay the bills because the bills are high. But there, you didn't feel that much pressure. You felt like it was more of a sport, but you still put a lot of pressure on yourself to try and win. Changing gears just up a bit, you've had some incredible horses in your care over the years. Who stands out your mind as uh, either the one or maybe some of the best or, or some of the best of, the, of the, the many that you've actually had? I know it's like picking a favorite child, but in your mind, who actually stands out first? Well, Invasor was uh, the best horse that I personally trained under my name. Um, I was very fortunate to be with Wayne Lucas when we did Fabulous from 85 to 92, and I had open mind was a twice champion, and I had Dynaformer all of his career. He was a great racehorse. And I was around Gulch, Winning Colors, Lady Secret, Life's Magic, so many great horses with Wayne. But for myself, Invasor, Kenny Hughes, Jazzle, they have to be probably the best that I've been around. Albertus Maximus won the Don last year. Those are some of the best horses that, that I trained. 
I have to say, what a move with Jazz. So I believe I believe he was 18 years old with Fernando Hara aboard. Yes, correct. And, you know, I, I felt it was really exciting. What an experience and an opportunity for such a young rider. I think uh, no matter where he goes in his career, he'll remember that. And, and uh, that just comes to mind. Invasor stands out. You've won with Lahudud. Uh, you, you've uh, it, actually Invasor, the Breeders' Cup Classic, the Pimlico Special, Suburban, Whitney, Horse of the Year. Uh, it was just an incredible uh, run, and there's so many to make mention of. I, I have to ask you this one because this kind of – this kind of sticks out in my mind. You're one of the feature trainers in the 2008 award-winning documentary, The First Saturday in May. Do you feel it is important to work as an ambassador to promote racing? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, like I said, I feel like I'm living my dream, and I love what I do, and I love the sport, and I'm always trying to, you know, help promote the game. And uh, we have, uh, I trained for Team Valor, West Point, and Syndicates, I feel like, are a great way to go for people to get introduced to the game. They don't have to put up as much money and feel like they own plenty of the horse if he wins. And it's just a, a, a great experience for people to get involved in the game, and I enjoy every aspect of it. Everything we've read and heard, winning the Derby has always been a goal for, for Darley and uh, for, for, for the Matums. Are you getting any closer, do you feel? Well, you know, it's so hard, and I think that Sheikh Mohammed has made it his dream of his for sure, and he would like to win it from Dubai. And it's hard to win it from anywhere, whether it's Florida, California, Arkansas, it, wherever you pick, only one horse wins it a year, and it's very difficult. But Sheikh Mohammed would like to win it coming from Dubai, and I hope to see the day he does it because – I enjoy working with him, and he deserves it with the time and effort and money he's put into the game. It's hard to do, but I think one day we'll see him in the winter circle in Kentucky. Karen, just one final question for you. Rounding it up, you enjoy shuffling the cards a little bit, I understand. Is this a therapeutic letdown time for you, or do you see yourself at the final table at the World Series of Poker? I don't see myself at the World Series final table. I did make it two full days there when I did play once in the World Series. I love poker. I love to play, but I don't have a lot of time to play, so I have to pick my spots, you know, a couple times a year, go to a tournament, but I do like it a lot. It's fun. Well, Kieran, I'll tell you what, it is definitely uh, it, just like horse racing. Uh, they're, they're, I, I'm not going to say horse racing holds the element of bluffing, but there's a, there's a lot of money management, there's a lot of understanding, and there's a lot of planning and preparation. I'd love to see your face uh, as uh, with the many celebrities there at the uh, World Series of Poker, and especially at the final table someday. Karen, on behalf of Winning Ponies, we'd like to thank you for taking your time away from your family and, and your busy work schedule, and I look forward to watching you settle many winners this year and in the future, and we wish you and yours the best on and off the track and have a prosperous 2010. You too, Ed. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much, Karen. That's been Karen McLaughlin, trainer, good guy, and trains for the Moktoum family. I think you're going to be seeing him ratcheting himself up for that winter circle for the first Saturday in May coming soon your way. Well, it is time now to a break, and we return. We're going to be talking about news from around the world of racing and pick some winners for the weekend. So stay tuned for more Winning Ponies.
The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer. Hope you caught Mr. Kerry McLaughlin. Very impressive gent indeed. I had a pair of dent. I'm telling you, I had about nine more pages of just questions, notes, and, and things. Actually, I never even got to get to the chance of asking him about his three runners that he has at Gulfstream Park this weekend and one at Aqueduct. But you know what? I didn't want to put anybody on the spot, and I feel that that could be sometimes a little, little nerve-wracking. And, and some folks, I can be a little, uh, you know, Hey, don't want to talk about it, Ed. You know, don't don't want any bad luck coming my way. Anyway, if you're a football fan, the BCS championship has just kicked off. Texas just kicked off to Alabama. That is happening as we go. Football and horse racing, they run 1-1A, one one but horse racing is the leader in my book. All right, here on Winning Ponies, we like to talk about the world of news and what's happening out there for racing this kind of dovetails right into Karen McLaughlin. Sheikh Mohammed buys 360 acres in South Carolina. Dubai's ruler Sheikh Mohammed has purchased 360 acres in South Carolina's Akron County through Darley Arm, through his American Thoroughbred Empire, and will eventually operate a training facility on the property. Impressive indeed. The deal for the land closed December 30th. Construction of a one-mile dirt track, Darley America President Jimmy Bell told the Aiken Standard the property is located near the community of Montmorency and approximately six miles from the Aiken Training Center, a well-known winter training center for thoroughbreds. 
Sheikh Mohammed taking over South Carolina. Loving it. The Eclipse Awards, the finalists are announced here. And female superstars, horse of your candidates, Rachel Alexander and Zenyatta, lead an all-star cast of finalists for the 2009 Eclipse Awards, recognizing excellence in thoroughbred racing. Winner in all categories will be announced in the 39th Annual Eclipse Awards Ceremony to be held January 18th at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel in Beverly Hills, California. Eclipse Award finalists in alphabetic order, horse of the year, Rachel Alexander and Zenyatta. Two-year-old male, looking at Lucky, Noble's Promise and Bale of York. Two-year-old filly, Blind Luck, Hot Dixie Chick, She Be Wild. Three-year-old male, Mind That Bird, Quality Road in Summer Bird. The birds are flying. Three-year-old filly, Careless Jewel, Flashing and Rachel Alexandra. Older male, Einstein, Giopanti and Kodiak Cowboy. Older female, Life is Sweet, Music Note, Zenyatta. Male sprinter, Dancing in Silks. Kodiak Cowboy in Sensational. Female sprinter, Informed Decision, Music Note in Ventura. Male turf horse is Conduit, Giopani and Precious Passion. Female turf horse, Goldacova Midday in Ventura. And Steeplechase horse, Mixed Up, Red Letter Day, and Spy in the Sky. All taking place on January 18th at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel in Beverly Hills. More to be brought on. Can't wait. Really cool. Equibase announcing its final North American leaders for 2009. Zenyatta earned $3,330,000 in 2009 to become the fourth Philly or mayor and the first since Dance Smartly in 91 to be leading top earners list. Runner-up Rachel Alexander earned $2.7 million. Other categories, Steve Asmussen, Garrett Gomez, and Michael Gill had the list of individuals leading trainer, jockey, and owner, respectively, in North America in 2009. Also, if you take a look at the list, completing the top list of the 10 trainers in 2009 by earnings, number six, Kieran McLaughlin. Lava Man, retired after a brief comeback. Kind of glad to see it. California's $5 million gallon Lava Man returned to racing after a 17-month layoff to finish last in the San Gabriel on the 27th of December. He's been retired after a failed comeback. Steve Kenley, congratulations. Lava Man deserves some time away. 3,000 Derby and Oaks tickets go very quickly. 48 minutes later on January 6th, 3,000 tickets go. I mean, they're gone. They range from $172 each to $6,390 for a six-seat box in the third-floor clubhouse. They were sold out. At noon, they were sold on at noon. It sold out by 12:48. Incredible there. This guy deserves a kick in the pants. Trainer in a neglect case suspended in Kentucky. Trainer who allegedly left several thoroughbred horses either dead or neglected at a Southern Ohio farm has been suspended by Kentucky stewards for conduct detrimental to racing. According to information of the, the Associated Racing Commissioners, Chad M. Moore was suspended by Turfway Park stewards pending an appearance before the stewards. Good luck in jail, Chad. you got a long haul. Well, it is time to head into a break. When we return, we're going to finish up, and we're going to finish up with some winners. But you're only going to get it here on Winning Ponies. Get down, girl. Get down, girl. Don't do it. 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 Get down, girl. Don't do it.
cutie to bomb, met her at a beauty salon with a baby Louis Vuitton under her underarm. She said, I could tell you rock, I could tell by your charm. Fars, girls, you gotta flock. I could... Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. Perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On mind, brain, and body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're tuned in to winning ponies with your host ed meyer got a tip for us need a tip from us if you want to talk with ed or his guests the phone lines are now open toll free at 1-888-346-9144 that's 1-888-346-9144 or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com now back to winning ponies with ed meyer and welcome back to the final furlong here on winning ponies i'm ed meyer and thank you for being with us on this great show, special guest this week was Kieran McLaughlin. Really impressed with this gentleman. Love watching him on the track and really glad that you got to tune in and listen up with us as we actually were chatting with him about racing and his start. Very interesting indeed. Something interesting indeed here that kind of caught my eye from the blood horse. U.S. wagering declined by nearly 10% in 2009. Wagering on U.S. racing in 2009 declined by 9.9% to a total tune of $12.3 billion compared with $13.7 billion the previous year. Along with the handle decline was a handle decline of, or excuse me, a decline of 2.3% in total U.S. purses, which fell from $1.2 billion in, in 08 to just under $1.1 in 09. There was a 2%, 2.6% decline in racing days from 6,093 to 5,934. If you're seeing a trend here, we're betting less, the horsemen are making less, and there's less racing days. 
All scary. All scary, and I hope it changes around here. Post haste very soon. Lickety split right now. Let's make it happen. Talking about let's make it happen, let's make it happen with some final furlong handicapping. Let's take it to the fourth race on Saturday at Gulfstream Park. It's a one-mile maiden special weight event. In here, I should have asked. I should have asked. What was I thinking? I love Desert Lord. Alan Garcia board for Kira McLaughlin. Second star for the three-year-old Colt by Elusive Quality. Ran a very nice third last time out after an awkward start, but was placed second through a disqualification. Been training at Palm Meadows, as Karen was saying. Desert Lord looks the part. Elusive Quality, quite the sire, and I think Desert Lord reigns supremely in the fourth race at Gulfstream come this Saturday. Fifth race, Gulfstream part of this spectacular bid, $100,000. We're going to go six panels in here, and I like West over Wildcat Ramon Dominguez in the arms for Turner Tony Dutrow. And if you take a look at the uh, last two races, second race back was September 7th. It was in the gray one, hopeful, running fifth. Very nice indeed at Saratoga. Then dropping back, takes a little vacation away. October 25th goes to Belmont in a $63,000 bold lad stakes. Wins by two and three-quarter lengths under Ramon Dominguez. Should enjoy the trip, and Dominguez, I think, is going to enjoy the sunshine versus the cold weather up in the New York area. Last time out was a heavily bet favorite. That is in the fifth race at Gulfstream, the spectacular bet. I like Westover Wildcat, Ramon Dominguez, and Dutro. And in 09, they only teamed up to win 43% together. So Westover Wildcat in race number five at Gulfstream this Saturday. Race number six, the Sugar Swirl, grade three events going six panels at Gulfstream Park. And I love, this might be my play of the day, Warbling, one of my plays of the day, Julian Layproof for Eddie Keneally. They are teaming up to win 24% down at Gulfstream this meet. Two for two, this four-year-old filly by Unbridled Song, and I really like the way she looks. Was a $260,000 Keeneland sales purchase here. Warbling looks the part. Second off the poly track. And if you've been hearing me squawk for many moons, I love that angle. We got a caller we want to go to. We're going to go from Al from New York City. Al, good evening. Hi, Welcome to Winning Ponies. How are you? I am very good, my friend. How are you doing? I'm terrific. I enjoyed the interview very much and uh, found it very informative. Thank you very much for uh, having him on your show. Well, it's, it's a pleasure. Did Did you catch any part of Karen McLaughlin? Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I I, I love the interview. Um, you know, my biggest surprise was I thought he had an accent. Um, to hear he was born in Lexington, Kentucky, was sort of a shocker for me. But uh, anyway, you know, uh, he definitely didn't sound like you know the way I expected him to. But he was, you know. It, very patient and, you know, thorough with his answers. Very great interview. Good job. Well, thank you so much. I, I, I really appreciate it. It, it, it is, it's so nice to hear uh, the great words. But you know what? If you've got something bad to say, let me know, and I'll clean it up. You want me to say something bad? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I, you I mean really appreciate it. Do you have stuff? any hot ones for us for the weekend? Um. 
You know, uh, I think uh, you might happen to know who I am. Uh, I believe uh, uh, we've exchanged a few emails over the past few days. Uh, Alan, I sure do. That's, uh, when I said, Alan, that's the reason I said, do we have any hot ones? Uh, because I, I uh, kind of propped up. I said, be ready to shoot out some winners, my friend. Um, you know, I haven't, uh, I haven't researched too much, uh, you know, just the cursory look, uh, you know, the usual, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't mind the cheaper racing in New York this time of year, you know, certainly, uh, there are opportunities, but, you know, obviously the, the classier horses are more consistent and, uh, but conversely, you know, with the cheaper horses, you can get some prices. So, but I, what I have for tomorrow isn't really a price, but. It's a straight triple in the fourth race um, using Sea Holly on top of Crafty Jim. And the one who should make it, you know, maybe 60 bucks or so would be Illegal Search for third. I believe she's like the fourth or fifth choice. But uh, Sea Holly uh, is an Asmussen horse uh, ridden by Dominguez. Uh, I would be the favorite. <laughs> just, just those two characteristics alone would make... Uh, even if the horse had three legs, the horse would probably be the favorite. But uh, I, I sort of, uh, you know, can see the, the horses running one, two, and illegal search plunk, plunking up the third. Um, you know, nothing great, but, you know, I'm only going to play one ticket, maybe reverse it a little bit, you know, here and there, just, you know, for savers. But once again, not going to pay a fortune, but it's a pretty limited field. And that's about it for now. You know, next time we speak, uh, hopefully I'll done more homework and uh, we'll have uh, more to offer but you know who can turn down uh, hopefully uh, you know a, a one or two ticket $60 triple I wouldn't mind you know I think we're going to be hearing from you uh, hopefully uh, a little more than just uh, one time out because no, no, no. I, I actually I've, en I've enjoyed uh, going back and forth with you emails and uh, mm -hmm. I, I love to actually talk horses uh, just as yourself uh, with someone that, that actually uh, we, we, we eat and breathe it as, as, as a great hobby and sometimes we take it a little bit more but it's always a lot of fun hearing what you had to say or excuse me reading what you had to say and, and it's a, it is a great pleasure to actually uh, get to converse with you for a moment or two. Thank Alan, you. I look forward to more and more winners, and we're up against the gun, and I'm, I'm okay. going to have to finish this one out. And the only thing I can say, if you want to hear more from Alan, check it out on Winning Ponies because he's going to start sending in some comments. And you know what? We want some winners from you now, my friend. I want some too, and thanks for taking my call, and I'll uh, chat with you tomorrow online. Take care. Alan, thanks so much. You're have a welcome. great evening, my friend. All right, Alan calling in from New York. We're going to finish up real quick and do some speed handicapping. Seventh at Gulfstream, the Mr. Prospector. I love past the point, Edgar Prado. Karen McLaughlin again, I forgot to ask him. What is wrong with me? The eighth race at Gulfstream, I love elusive warning. Karen McLaughlin and Alan Garcia in the eighth race at Gulfstream. And then we're going to hit Alan right between the eyes and because we're going to talk real, real quickly about the third race at Aqueduct on Saturday, and that is Fuzzy Britches. I like Fernando Haro for Richard Dutro. Just ran January 6th. That is three days ago off of a very nice win. Goes from a grade two, a nice little allowance race for starters last time out doing a $65,000 Usanda Stakes. Well, it is time to head out because when you're talking about thoroughbred racing, time always flies. On behalf of Winning Ponies, we'd like to thank Kieran McLaughlin for taking his time to join us. 
our good friend Alan for calling in. I've really enjoyed speaking with him, and I believe this guy can handicap. And as I always say, time always flies when you're talking about thoroughbred racing. So until next week, may your winners be many and your photos be few. Have a happy new year, my friends. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.